Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an interesting discussion today. I can kind of feel it in my bones. Because we should talk a little bit about the idea of entropy. So if you need time to look that up, to Google it, if you will, to check out Wikipedia to determine what the crap does entropy mean, now's a really good time to do it. Because you're going to have about eh, three and a half seconds of music to process and get ready. So fasten your psychological seatbelts. Make sure you remain seated during the entire ride. And let's talk about the fact that every system, every single one of them, will run towards failure. Everybody, pre-accident investigation podcast. This is the big show. You've made it. You're now in the big show. So I just learned, and I honestly, and I'm not lying when I say this, I did not know this. I just learned that this podcast is the most listened to podcast for safety in the whole world. I don't know what that means. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, is that like being the skinniest guy in fat camp? I mean, I'm not sure that's a, a an honor, but I guess it is. I mean, I just didn't know it. They told me because they wrote me a big letter and said, this is something you should know. And I thought, well, I didn't know it. So now I know it. Thank you. I don't have a clue what to do with it, except that this all starts from the fact that if you're in not the United States, but if you're in someplace other than the United States, an ad got put into one of the podcasts for international distribution. Nobody asked me um, because this podcast doesn't have ads and you probably noticed that, but it got put in. And I guess it's a very interesting ad because it sounds like it's for a, like a meditation thing. And the guy who voiced the ad had really dulcet tones, which, you know, he sounded sweet. He sounded, he sounded professional. He had that kind of professional meditation sound. But it freaked everyone out, and I got a bunch of emails. And so I wrote a letter to the podcasting people who are in charge of podcasting junk and said, hey, what's up? And they wrote back and said, well, you know, you're the number one safety podcast in the world. And so somebody put an ad in it. I don't know. I, I think they fixed it, but who knows? If if more happened, just tell me. And for those of you who did tell me, thank you. I appreciate it. They even said, like, like cool problem solvers that our people are adaptive people. They couldn't send the file of the podcast back to me because it's too big to mail. So they actually took the little clip where the ad is and put their phone, uh, and took a picture of it and made a YouTube video so I could hear the ad. It was totally worth it. It was completely worth it. So that, that was the excitement of the last couple of weeks, but that was the knowledge that I gained from this amazing event, which I was, I will tell you, uh, is not a problem by any stretch. Of the, like if that's my biggest problem, I got it going on. I got it happening. But I, d- I do think we should spend some time and talk about an idea that I-, I don't think I talk about very much. And it's it's an idea that you would hear David Woods talk about or people in the engineering community or you know where you'd really hear it is in medicine. Medicine talks about this idea. Uh, biology talks about this idea. And that's the idea that all systems are running from order to chaos. They're running from ordered systems 
through entropy, friction, if it's engineering or old age, if you're trying to read web pages, you know, they all move towards degradation. They move towards the fact that the system will eventually give up the ghost. And we know that's true. That's not necessarily new knowledge. But I think it's interesting that we share this problem really across everything. So sometimes in complex systems, we don't have a lot to share with the engineering community because they really want the world to be linear. They want the laws of physics to apply. They want to actually make it happen the way it's supposed to happen. And complex systems don't really pay much attention to that. They're always trying to outfox us. They're always trying to win. And they're actually, complex systems are actually pretty good at winning, right? But in this case, entropy plays in all of these arenas. In fact, one of the most interesting things about this idea is this phrase I'm going to say next. If you did nothing to intervene against failure, failure would happen. Now, that's not the smartest thing ever uttered by a human being. In fact, it might be the dumbest thing ever uttered by a human being. But it does kind of give you a ray of hope that the job you're doing meets the qualifications of meaningful work. And you know my test for meaningful work. Good work done well for the right reasons, right? One of the things you do for a living, no matter who you are, doctor, lawyer, pilot, safety person, human factors person, juggler, um, a guitar player, songwriter, whoever, whatever you do, one of the things you're doing is actually constantly intervening against entropy. You are actually making the world a better place by, in some ways, interrupting the natural order of the universe. Wow. Holy cow. That sounds impressive. That should be on your business card. Oh my God, I had no idea you were doing such important work. Wow. You should have a better office chair. You should wear softer socks. That's what you should wear. But in fact, all kidding aside, that is what we do. It's not that we create safety in as much as we sort of prevent failure from being successful. Now, there's a nuance in there because I'm not sure we prevent failure because failure is relatively normal, right? It's like human error. It happens all the time. What we do is we build systems that don't allow that failure to succeed. And that is directly, absolutely, and completely uh, a, a process, if that's what it is. Is it a process? That is an intervention. That's kind of a psychological word. That's an intervention against this notion of entropy. And where this comes from is the idea that we talk about a lot. And the statement's pretty simple, and we've talked about it before on the podcast, but I think it's worth bringing up again. And that's the idea that controls take over when behavior fails or when behavior's not enough or when attention isn't sufficient or when a worker somehow, for some reason, doesn't realize what's about to happen is going to happen. And what controls do is absolutely keep failure from succeeding. Now, think about this a minute, because it's actually kind of an important conversation. But I don't know how to have the conversation without sounding either especially egg-headed, kind of hyper-intellectual, if you will, or kind of pompous and preachy. 
But this idea that failure will happen because failure is naturally coded in this idea of entropy, moving from order to chaos. Everything moves from an ordered, nicely defined, very functional, highly reliable system to complete degradation crap, right? That idea is hardwired into how things work. So it's just a matter of the way the universe behaves. It's not something that's bad or good, right or wrong. It's just the way it is. Now, what we're doing is understanding that potential for the failure to happen. And by understanding that potential for the failure to happen, we're then allowing ourselves the ability to actually build systems that are robust enough that have enough extensibility, they, they can expand when needed and contract when not needed in a way that will actually allow work to happen in an uncertain world filled with gravitational forces towards sagging, failing. And that conversation is the one we have to have. But it's weird because we're going to have to sort of go up against some pretty sacred-held ideas in the safety world. And that, first and foremost, is the idea that, ready? All, All accidents, accidents are preventable. Are preventable. Are preventable. Every, Every accident, accident is preventable. Is preventable. preventable. Well, here's what we know. That's not true because the universe is not aligned in such a way. And so this belief that every accident is preventable and therefore every accident happens because you fail to prevent it actually goes against the notion of entropy. The system's always degrading. Something will fail. It always will fail. And none of that in and of itself is preventable. In fact, we don't know what will fail next. And as complexity increases and you live in a pretty complex world, the idea of predicting what will fail next becomes harder and harder and harder. Add on top of that technology, right? And technology amplifies that ability to not predict a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. And so now you're in a world where you know you will have failure. So in fact, all accidents are not preventable. They're accidents. They're unintentional deviations from an expected outcome. They're a naturally occurring phenomena, and they're a part of this notion of entropy. Systems moving from order to chaos. And because accidents aren't preventable, what we have to do is actually put our money in the ability to have capacity in the system to expand the system so that it can handle that variability, that surprise condition, that operational disappointment, right? And so this is a really interesting idea because in a way I'm asking you to move beyond this notion that the person failed to predict the event, which then meant they failed to prevent the event, which then inevitably the event succeeded. When in fact, what I'm going to suggest is the people are constantly predicting and preventing events all the time. They're constantly catching weak signal indicators and fixing those weak sin signal indicators in real time. In fact, they do it so often you wouldn't even know it's happening. But the important part of that is not that they do this good work. The important part of that is the idea that the accident is preventable actually puts our organizations and especially our leaders in a mindset that says somehow the accident happened because we were deficient. When in reality, the accident happened because the system had eroded. 
the system over time suffered the the meaningful impact of entropy. It went from order to chaos. So what's that mean? Well, good question. I mean, I, I think that's a remarkably good question. And it's an important question for us. And I'm not sure I have an answer other than the work you've done every day for months and months and months and months and months, which is to build systems that understand that controls take over when the system fails, when the behavior, when the person, when the organization fails, or when the organization is not sufficient enough, or when we're not ready. But ultimately, the message that I share to you above and beyond almost anything else we talk about is the fact that we have to sort of jump over this bias we have, and we've sort of successfully reinforced for the last 100 years, that everything's preventable, because it's not. What we have to do is understand that our job is to not create safety. Our job is to keep failure from being successful. I like that. Because it says straight to your face that, in fact, failure is a part of the way work happens. It's a naturally occurring phenomena in the universe that every system moves from order to chaos. And when it happens, the question we want to ask is, do we have the right capacity in the system to absorb this failure so that our system has the possibility of extending and actually providing really space, margin, recoverability, or whatever word you want to use, so that the event will happen, but the consequences become manageable. And you can do this. And I say that because you do it all the time. This is what you do. This is how work happens. This is the important work that we do. And I think one of the most important things that we're doing now that we probably didn't have a lot of time to do earlier is we're helping leadership in our organization understand that actually that is a big part of their responsibility to the overall stability of operations. Where once we would have told employees to care more and try harder, and we'd observe their behavior and we'd keep score. We would tell them, if you cared more, you'd have less events. Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of true, except that entropy kind of messes that all up. Now what we're saying is, to leaders, have you built a system with enough adaptability so that when the system flutters or falters or fails, that system has the ability to recover? There's enough margin, enough capacity, that that system can become recoverable. And that's what I want you to think about. And examples of that are all over your workplace. I mean, they're all over your workplace. I promise you that you keep a pen in your car, a pen in your briefcase, a pen in your office drawer, a pen by your phone. I mean, you, you keep capacity to write stuff down everywhere in your life. Well, that actually is a direct response to the notion of entropy. And that's kind of where we go. And, and I think it's fun because I actually think that the technology that exists around batteries is helping us understand long-term stability differently than we ever have before. And it's really helping us understand that variation is normal, that entropy always plays, friction's always there, 
and that really what we're building is a system that works with those restrictions, not tries to remove those restrictions. I've said it before to you, and I'm sure I'll say it again because that's how this works. You don't make a safety, you don't make a system safer by taking out the bad parts of the system. You actually make a system safer by putting the good parts into the system. So you're not going to make the world safer by taking out the bad thing. You're going to make the world safer by putting in more good things, which is kind of poetic. I mean, that's, that's definitely a little touchy-feely. I mean, it's got a little edge, uh, touchy-feely edge to it. But it also practically, and if you study biology or engineering or astrophysics or cosmology or whatever it is you study, it actually is a big part of what thinkers have been thinking about for a long, long time. So it's not a new idea. It's been around a while, and we've got lots of examples in our life, but it's an important idea for us to think about. And that really is a discussion that I wanted to have. This idea that controls take over because entropy is normal, because inattention happens all the time, because surprise conditions pop up in the work we do, because no one person is smart enough to understand the complex operations that your organization represents. And so things are going to happen because complex systems are always trying to outfox us. And add to that the amplification that entropy is moving that system from order, which is what we want desperately. I mean, come out of a pandemic and tell me we don't want predictability. We want predictability. It's moving it from order to chaos. And what you do for a living? Well, I guess it's simple to say, and that is you keep failure from succeeding. And what your people do every day, day in and day out, is exactly that. They constantly detect and correct. They're constantly intervening before the failure happens and identifying and correcting that problem before it has consequence. In fact, the ones that you see, or maybe I should say it this way, the ones that float up to your leader's desk, the only reason they got there is because they weren't detected in time and there wasn't enough margin to manage the consequence. Oh, but I wish we lived in a world where the bosses got reports of all the good catches, the detections and corrections that happened that day. But I'm not sure how to manage that data because that'd be a crap load of data. That'd be a lot. I mean, yeah, that'd be hard. But that would actually change the idea. And that's really where we are in our discussion. That's a huge part of what we talk about. That is the message I wanted to share with you today. How was that? Was that okay? Uh, just a little chit-chat. I mean, I, I, it seems really important to me, and probably because I'm spending a lot of time recently talking to people who they're really struggling with this idea that, you know, they should have prevented it. They, they should. Well, yeah, I mean, that's always true. You should have prevented it. I mean, yeah, of course. The problem is that it wasn't prevented, and maybe it wasn't predictable, and if it's not predictable, it's not preventable. And if it's a surprise, an operational upset, we didn't know it's coming. How do we solve that? Well, one of the ways we solve that is by understanding that really the questions we ask are not what keeps us safe. The question we ask is, where do we not have capacity? Where do we not have room? Where do we not have margin? 
where do we not have recoverability? Where do we not have extensibility? He says, repeating the same thing a million times. That is a much richer question. And actually, I think that's a much healthier way to look at system stability. That's the way I want them to look at system stability for systems that matter to me. Um, Those systems need to be stable because they have a lot of capacity, not because they haven't failed yet. Big word there, yet. And so that's the sort of journey that I guess we're all on. And it's a big part of how we get better and how we learn and what's happening to us. And so that's really, that's the direction I think we head. And and we see what happens next because I think what happens next is kind of the most exciting part of where we are. Because I honestly don't know that answer. I don't, I don't know what will happen next. I, I really don't. Um, I just don't. But it's a really fun journey to go on because it allows us to be constantly curious, pretty humble, because humility matters, and position ourselves to learn. And that, my friends, is the reason we do what we do. So that's the pod. It's a quickie, but I mean, I think it's a, it's an important one. It was definitely on my list to get done, and I feel kind of good because I actually got it done. So that makes a difference. I mean, it's always nice to get something done. And I will tell you, the last couple uh, years, it's been a little hard to accomplish crap. I'm just saying that. I'm sharing it with you because I'm keeping it real, keeping it honest. That's what we do. So until then, my friends, learn something new every single day or relearn stuff you already knew louder, right? Have as much fun as you can possibly squeeze into a burlap bag. Be kind to each other. That's important. Check in on one another because that makes a huge difference. And I'm a little remiss on this. I need to pick up the old ball and run with it. And then most importantly, and the way we end every podcast, for goodness sakes, you guys, be safe.